It's uh, nearly 10 to 9 on Thursday morning. I'm just going to squeeze in a quick sit down and have a chat on here. Um, it's uh, wind, it's, it's a bit, it's slightly breeze. It's higher up, but we've got some massive trees right at the front, eucalyptus trees, and the tops of those are blowing. We can't really feel the wind down here, but it's uh, a little bit breezy. We've got some lots of billowy clouds, lots of it with grey in. Um, but there's some blue sky and the sun sort of comes out every now and again. It's uh, decidedly um, not a summery day, <laughs> I would say. It's not cold, it's not, it doesn't feel cold, but it's... Uh... Anyway, that's the weather today. Uh, who knows how that'll pan out. I have... Um, I've got Josh and Florence this morning, so uh, this morning I've been um, bombing around trying to, trying to pick things, put things out get the eggs sorted and uh, all that so I've been picking uh, jalapenos um, jalapeno I don't know how you say those things but anyway those are what I've been picking quite a few of those I picked a couple of a couple of hundred grams of those um, peppers a lot about, I think I've picked about nine peppers and all but three had um, slug holes in them I think they are so most of those have gone uh, to the tortoise um, and I'm going to have to go out and slug pick later because uh, it's just eating too many of them which is a ridiculous waste of time growing them anyway there were a few that were nice and they, they I've got some um, like purple peppers and yellow peppers and they don't seem to touch those but the green peppers they do uh, so but there's still a lot coming on and we've still got quite a bit of growing season left so there should be a fair few more of those picked some courgettes um yes less, like yesterday evening i picked some runner beans so they will go out today because i've done a load of beans and peas for the freezer yesterday and i picked some beetroot and i picked some tomatoes yesterday and they've gone out today um although i just looked at my tigerello and i i was waiting for them to ripen because they they're kind of stripy and they've got like a little green stripe through them and i thought oh they're not ready yet not ready yet well, actually when I touch them they're quite squishy so they are ready that's obviously how they are ripe so I will have to um, go and pick those later otherwise they will go over before I know it yeah so that and um, that's what I'm doing now uh, I will leave some of the jobs I've got to do so the children can help me um, do those and uh, look when I do the veg I I um, what I tend to do is have a look at the price online so I can kind of gauge what sort of price to put them out at. Um, obviously, in my opinion, it, it's high-end stuff because it's uh, it's all grown naturally with no, no pesticides, no herbicides or anything like that. So I would, you know, put it at the top end of the range. Um, but I don't have overheads. And also what I try to do is uh, whatever I'm weighing out... I tried to round it to a pound because, you know, if somebody's got an odd pound, I think, oh, I'll have some of those. Um, so whatever it is, I try and get the the right sort of weight out for a pound or so. Um, sometimes bigger quantities because if I, you know, once the runner beans start coming in, then they come in in such quantities, it, it's a struggle to <laughs> to weigh out that many sort of smaller portions. So I tend to put out bigger bags. Um, job lots and then towards the end of the season they will be uh, what I would call chutney lots so to the end of the season of anything it'll be um, you know they'll be they'll be going over uh, so really they they use for chutney and things so I will put out chutney bags then so for anything I'm not using so yeah that's uh, that's on the agenda today I think I've got Josh and France till lunchtime I'm not quite sure but um and then a lot will depend on the weather as to what I do in the afternoon. But uh, that's my plan at the minute. It is Friday. And yes, I did have to have a think about that before I just started recording. Because I thought some days I have no idea what day it is. Uh, just going through the functions. Yesterday, the weather uh, deteriorated quite drastically to just heavy rain and then rain just all day really it wasn't um 
there wasn't a lot of let up in the rain at all um, and it was windy and it's windy again today and we have had rain this morning although at the minute it's just very windy you'll probably be able to hear hear the wind chimes in my tree um, so yesterday I just spent uh, quite a bit of the rest of the day once Florence and Josh had gone um, do it, organising actually some travel insurance because they're going to need that and uh, that takes forever I think that's about 45 minutes on the phone and then printing it all out afterwards etc etc um, so I'm trying to think what else I did I must have done other things oh yeah I started sorting out things for to pack and stuff like that so basically I spent quite a bit of time inside uh, in the afternoon because it was raining quite heavily it has been so heavy at times I can see where the where it's washed away the you know the top layer of the of outside here it's uh, it's mad um so today I thought well I I did think it was going to rain. John said to me, oh, the rain's set to be here right until Sunday. And I thought, what, every day? Oh, dear. It's not going to be very good. Um, so today I thought, well, I'm going to spend the day inside anyway. Um, again, sorting out stuff ready to go away. Uh, writing up lists and for Shelley and things like that. Although I have said to her, we'll probably have to, she'll probably come over and we'll do a, go for a walk through because some of it's far easier to show than it is to explain writing it down. It's quite complicated. Um, so this morning, uh, so far, I've not done a lot, actually. Had a shower, um, made a smoothie, booked the cat in, booked Jill in to the vets to be spayed um, after we come back off holidays, because uh, I do not want any more kittens, um, so I need to get her spayed. So, but I don't want to do it while, uh, obviously I don't want to do it before we go away and I don't want to do it while we're away. So I'll wait until we come back and get her done and just keep my fingers crossed that she doesn't get pregnant again in between time. Although, like I said, I've not seen since she, um, we never see a, a, another cat here and I, until a female cat arrives on the scene. And since that one day that I saw him, I've not seen him since again. So, uh, I don't know whether he's a stray Tom or what, I don't know. But anyway, not seen him since, but uh, I'm sure <laughs> if we left her, he would definitely be back again. So we booked her in to get her done, um, which is good. Uh, yeah, so I just, uh, I'll just do mundane jobs like descaling the kettle and cleaning the bathroom and stuff like that. All part of daily life that... Uh, I have to fit in. I I won't do any picking today. It's too wet. Um, I need to. What I do need to start thinking about is is um, freezing a lot more of the stuff. Well, we went to uh, to the supermarket yesterday to pick up some bits and pieces that uh, I'd run out of, like coffee and stuff like that. And um, I noticed that the shop the shelves were getting quite bare. Uh, they'd sold a lot of stuff. Now, I know yesterday was uh, in our town a market day, so probably was quite busy, um, but this was sort of like tea time. They weren't actually, normally when you go in there and it's empty, they're restacking, but they weren't doing that. And there has been a lot of talk on the news about the uh, uh, food shortages coming up because they cannot recruit um, HGV drivers. And the HGV drivers that they have got uh, keep being pinged and uh, then have to isolate for 10 days so they can't go out and do their job so they're you know the whole they what they want to do is for anybody who's been double vaccinated um, as long as they show a negative covid result they should still be able to go to work which would make sense because our food chain supplies are, are fractured uh, somewhat at the minute so um yeah and it's beginning to show on the shelves they have been saying now that it you know it's coming, but uh, I don't think we've taken a lot of notice of it, really. So, in light of that, I will now be um, processing as much as I can uh, for the short-term use, just in case we haven't got anything in the shop. And then, um, obviously, if I don't use it short-term and the supplies continue, then I'll still be able to use it uh, to later on in the year anyway so that won't be a problem 
so yeah that's uh that is my thoughts and musings for today um but yeah like i say i generally think that i'm not going to get a lot done out because it's already coming over gray now and likely to lash down with rain again uh so i will concentrate on indoor stuff i think i'm just outside here uh mid-morning doing some bits like getting the post in and the recycling and the duck eggs out you can hear how really windy it is today considering it's August, it's like it's crazy really um and i was i've just been listening to uh, a different podcast and um they were talking about uh, cutting some slack, cutting yourself some slack, and by that meaning that um, they that you should factor in slack in your day, uh, which actually makes a huge amount of sense because I do find because my day is all interconnected. I am rushing about from this job to that job to this job um, rather than being able to focus uh fully on a job some some days you can but because everything's connected um sometimes that's difficult and what i what i mean by that is so you you pick the vegetables you bring them in you either you know sort them out put them out for sale process them chop them then the choppings i've got a pile of choppings that then go to the animals so you take those out and then when you're out there, you see another job that needs sort of doing. Um, so, you know, and then you come back in and then, you, then you've got, you know, something that might need to go to the bin and or recycling. So it's all, it's all interconnected, uh, which makes your life, which makes the day uh, a little bit more complicated. There's no, there's no straightforward pattern to anything. And I think sometimes that's quite difficult to... Um, to cope with it's you, you kind of feel everything's all over the place because it is and uh you know you can't concentrate do concentrated jobs all at the same time generally speaking um and, and you know and you add into the factor that i also have to run the house um you know i do all the paperwork for the businesses um everything else as well it becomes you know your life your way of life is it is a way of life it's also full-time it's a full-time way of life just for, for instance i'm you know all these things in my head that i want to think oh i need to pack that and i need to pack that so i'm, I'm you know and all the paperwork i've done and everything i'll have to do to get up to ready to go on holiday and john has two jobs to do now i know he goes out to work every day but that's his choice He's, can be semi-retired if he wants to but you know the phone keeps ringing um he has had two jobs one is to pick up his suit from the dry cleaner and two is to get the car front passenger car door fixed because it hasn't opened for a month so whenever we go out anywhere i have to sit in the back because i can't open the front door he has had uh, an extraordinary amount of time to get those two jobs done and we're running out of time. And has he got them done? No, not at all. But you bet and bottom dollar, next week he will turn up, you know, finished from work, ready to go on holiday, all smiley, happy, are we ready? Uh, and I've run around like a scolded cat, trying to get everything up together, ready to go, inside all my, inside all my other stuff that I have to do. So going back to the the cutting yourself some slack time in there or actually physically putting it in there um i think i think john needs to do that in his in his day job he needs to you know i think a lot of workmen they just keep going and going and going the phone rings they go out they go out and do the job they book the jobs in you know and they just keep going we don't actually factor in any slack time where they can catch up and you know because it's a knock-on effect they do something then an, an emergency job comes in they have to squeeze that in that has a knock-on effect to the next job or at the minute uh, if you're having building work or anything like that done anything in the trade 
and the tradesman says to you, I cannot get hold of the materials, he is not fobbing you off. There is a massive problem with uh, the supply of materials for the trade at the minute. Um, it's, uh, it's very intermittent and some things are scarce and consequently everything's going up in price, which, uh, which is another thing that has a knock-on effect because if you um, priced a job a month ago, you, you can guarantee that when you come to do it a month later, the price of materials has all gone up. Uh, just in that month is uh, some things are going up rapidly day by day at the minute so uh, life is about to get more expensive for everybody i'm, I'm afraid um so yeah so i but i i was trying i was thinking how how can i factor in slack here for some things um don't get me wrong i mean there are times in the day when i you know i'm not busy but that's because there are times in the day when nothing you know the things don't need doing if you see what I mean, so it's very, it's quite difficult to, to uh, factor that in, and think well, I leave that couple of hours because actually then you just end up working the whole time. I've factored in a bit of slack so I can catch up with something there, and then you're still working, and so that has a knock-on effect anyway. So, I, in my head, I'm trying to work out how that actually is going to work. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. Um, so, I think that just a. I don't know, I'll have to work on that one a little bit harder, I think. It's uh, Saturday morning and I am uh, currently in the greenhouse. I have already picked probably, I reckon, nearly a kilo of tomatoes this morning. Um, five or six cucumbers uh probably eight or nine peppers um, a couple of hundred grams of thai chili and jalapenos um a lot of which uh the the um, peppers a lot of them got holes in so i've checked them out for the tortoise tortoise will eat them anyway so that's not too bad and I got interrupted right in the middle of there with a phone call um john is uh in Whitney picking something up for me which they say hasn't been paid for but I, it has I had to go and get do a screenshot of the payment etc uh, etc et anyway so what I was going to say after that is I'm currently in the greenhouse on a slug hunt trying to find these little perishers that sneak up and eat whole what I probably should do is come out at night I suppose and stalk them because they are just in some of the peppers are just on some plants are completely untouched um but some plants are just every single pepper has got a hole in and it's like oh it just does your head in and uh there's so much foliage in here now that it's um it is a little bit difficult to and and the plants have obviously they're they're stood on um like matting and the the roots have spread out so i don't lift the plant up anymore because the uh you'll break the root and you know and the and then the plant will go into a growth check so uh can't really do that so this is just a case of being really vigilant and uh keeping an eye on it i've got some melons growing here some uh honeydew melons they're looking nice and big not quite ready for picking yet probably be ready when i'm away on holiday but that's fine the grandchildren can eat them <laughs> um yeah so i've been bombing around trying to get uh do a fair bit of picking to put out uh it's saturday morning it's usually a pretty good morning for egg sales so put out anything that i think i'm not going to use i've still got i've got big batch of tomatoes that um i am going to probably make some tomato sauce with maybe tomato soup rather than tomato sauce because John doesn't eat pasta so uh the, the tomato sauce batches will just be for me so I don't need to be tiny um he doesn't eat tomato soup either but I do and I love it and when the girls come around in the winter they will eat tomato soup and so will the kids so um there's more of us that would eat that than than the pasta sauce uh so yeah now I'm just thinking what I've got to do next so next I'll move on to the runner beans the French beans, the sweet corn I'm going to have a look at because they, this month is the kind of month when we'll start harvesting sweet corn. Sweet corn is um, 
I suppose it, it, it's a little bit indulgent to grow as a home grower, um, really, because it takes they take up quite a bit of space, and really you only get two, maybe if you're lucky, three decent sized cobs on each on each plant. So, um, really, if you're gonna grow that, you want to you want a field full of it to to get it and then but you know you know who doesn't love sweet corn uh, i'll tell you who doesn't love sweet corn john he doesn't love sweet corn <laughs> there's a surprise but not because of the reason you think because uh he's a plumber and uh he will say i know full well that sweet corn doesn't even get digested because i've seen it loads of times so that's why he won't eat it it's a waste of his energy <laughs> which is hilarious really but i love it and the kids love it um so so I do grow it because uh last year I think I grew the mini the mini corn. Um oh that no, that was the year before. I had loads of it, but it's it's quite in an intensive process to, to clean it all up and get all of the uh the like the he the silk tassels off and things. But um so this year I've gone back to the bigger cobs and I always grow uh I'm trying to think what the name of it is. It's very sweet. It's beautiful and corn on the cob is best when it is picked fresh. So you'll never taste a sweeter corn on the cob than one that has come straight in from the garden because uh, the minute you pick them, the the, um, the sugar starches start to go down. So uh, and they're incredibly sweet when you when you grow your own. So yeah, uh, I ought to get on really. Uh, that's a little bit of what I've been doing this morning and what I'm going to be doing for the up to lunchtime probably and then I need to really start thinking about my holiday and what I've got to take because <laughs> otherwise we won't be going with empty suitcases at this rate. It's Monday morning and uh, although I tried to get a couple of uh, roundups recorded uh, Saturday afternoon and um, Sunday, I, for one reason or another, um, I couldn't finish the recordings, had to delete them and kept getting interrupted. So, uh, so what have we been doing since then? Well, I did go on a couple of slug hunts uh, with a torch at night and I think I removed about 50 slugs from the greenhouse. So hopefully they've <coughs> slowed those down a little bit. Um, we went and did a bit of shopping because I needed some, um, well, I needed some new bras, actually, because mine were just, like, shocking me bad. So I had to go and get some um, ready for our holiday, uh, which is no fun, uh, trying to go and and do that. And then I, it stopped now, but um, so I got a new one, and it was a squeaky. Do you ever get one of those? It's quite squeaky. <laughs> Obviously, the the straps and that they're just like a bit stiff and they were squeaky anyway that's settled down now so that's that's okay um we then sunday we uh it was my brother's birthday and so we went over there for the afternoon and we're a big family we live locally generally speaking um somebody always does something for their birthday put on a bit of tea or something like that so uh, throughout the year we see um, other family members regularly but of course over the last year and a half nobody's really been able to get together um, and so this was the first time that that many of us have been all together at the same time which is fantastic really especially for the the younger ones because like um, the twins are two and they've never met some of their uh, second cousins They're, you know well, there's quite a, you know quite a few now that are sort of that age range and they've not even met the others and and um the older ones that are about five and these are second cousins they've sort of, they've met each other regularly over their first three years in life and then after that they haven't seen each other for a while so it was really nice to see them all get together and you know make new acquaintances and renew old acquaintances and things like that. Obviously, us old ones, we sort of talk on Facebook or Messenger or phone or whatever anyway on a regular basis, um, FaceTime and all that kind of thing. So we have sort of seen each other uh, on and off and, and, and sometimes we see individual families, but we're not all being together 
uh, like that for a while and there still were quite a few missing so um, hopefully one day we will all manage to get back together again properly so that was nice um, when we came home I that's when I went on a well actually I had a few bits to do I wanted to get the because uh, I thought it was going to be fine and warm this morning because the weather was supposed to change but it's still raining um, so I wanted to get a few bits done to give me a bit of a head start this morning in case it was warm I uh, just wanted to get some um, fresh hay in for the uh, guinea pigs and the rabbits. John went and picked up um, 10 bales of hay uh, from a local farm on Saturday. I like the... We do have the big round bales come in for the horses, but for the, the smaller animals, I like to have the little the little square bales. They're easier for me to carry about in... You know, the the, hay, the bales break up into what they call a biscuit, so they've got biscuits in them. And you can just take off a biscuit of hay, take it around, which is a lot easier than trying to pull a bag full of hay from a big round bale because they, um, they're all very tightly packed and it's quite a job to get it all off. And it sticks in your hand, you know, you get bits in your hands, thorns and all kinds of things, uh, splinters, hay splinters and that. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, I went round and I sorted out the guinea pigs and the rabbit, uh, cleaned out the quail waterings, topped up all their feed. And I had, and I wanted to, and I separated the, uh, we've got a light Sussex hen that was living in with Ted and now his two ladies. But I watched her um, the other day and she is following Ted round. He's been through a molt, so he's growing new feathers. And she was going around pulling out his new feathers and... Um, so I said to John, I need to get her away from him because she's, I don't know why she's doing it. Sometimes chickens get this mental thing they go through and then they just keep this repetitive behaviour and they just do it. So I got her out of the pen and she, uh, later on in that, e that evening, we rounded her up and put her in with the light Sussex. Now, the reason she wasn't in there before is because she didn't get on with them, the rest of them. Um, they didn't want her, whatever. Uh, but now because needs must she's they're going to have to sort it out you know that they're going to have to just sort out their pecking order and uh, she'll have to learn they will all have to learn to live together um so that poor old ted isn't featherless going through into the winter so i did that um and later on we sorted we put her away with the others um there was a little bit of argy bargy but not too much we also had um four hens in quarantine that um, we had to then, they've been in quarantine just over a week or more now. So we moved them into the main flock and they're in the main flock in the front. And this morning they will only be allowed into their uh, metal run pen, not out into the wider area because the new hens won't know where to come back to. And that will probably happen just for a day or two. And then they'll get the idea of where they have to go back to at night. So that was that. I, I also had to top up the horse's water again because I thought it was going to be warm this morning. I thought if I get all those sort of things done in the evening, um, gives me more time to get other things done. Uh, over the weekend, I've just been picking, putting it out for sale, processing some of it. Um, I've picked a couple of kilos of tomatoes. I've got quite a lot of tomatoes at the minute. Uh, but I've looked at my tomato plants and... Um, some of them have got blight it's been a really bad year for blight this year because it's been so wet and then windy and all the spores are carried around and I know some people have lost whole crops before they've even got very many tomatoes luckily I've been able to to pick quite a few and they're not too badly blighted at the minute but I can see that the beginnings of it are starting to happen so I will go and have a look at them shortly and assess them and uh, see if you know just take off all the tomatoes I can including green ones you can take all the green ones off and make green tomato chutney and things like that with them so the whole crop won't be lost that would be good um, I need to water the polytunnels and the greenhouse because the tendency is when it keeps raining like this is to forget about the indoor stuff because obviously that's not getting access to water so I need to go give them some water um, especially as the sun may come out I mean it's supposed to come out but at the minute, summer's gone on holiday, I reckon, because <laughs> there is no sign of it. And that might be famous last words and it will come back with a vengeance. But uh, for now, it's it's wet and damp and not like summer at all. <clears throat> so, yeah, those are a few things I've got uh, got to do this morning. But obviously, assess a bit more of the picking. The weeds are growing like bilio, as always. 
Uh, got to keep on top of those. I've got to sort out uh, more bits for packing. Sort that out. And, uh, yep, yeah, my day is uh, full of jobs that I need to get sorted. So I really need to get on and get them sorted. So I'm still in the polytunnel. Um, I've just been trying to cut back quite a bit of foliage from the cucumbers so that Shelley can see um, where, they, where they're growing. And I've just done the same in the greenhouse because it's a bit of a jungle. And although I know what's what, it's, uh, again, it's more difficult for somebody to come in and determine what's what. Anyway, I've come into the big polytunnel where I've picked one, two, three, four, five, seven cucumbers this morning. Who knows what I'm going to do with those? And um, to, to try and identify, and I've got, you know, been going through the internet, try and identify whether this is actually um, blight or not. Um, because there are, you know, there are other reasons why the leaves die back, and some of it can just be natural dieback, lack of water, too much water, nutrient deficiency, etc., etc. Um, from what I've seen, I, I, I'm going to think that definitely in here it's not it's not blight um it's not massive they're, they're just a few leaves so it's, i think it's either um natural dieback on some of it or uh, some sort of deficiency i mean the, pl- the 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 plants are huge so they're taking up you know they're taking up massive amounts of uh, nutrients and water and things like that but I'm inclined to think it's not. And I think there's a lot of confusion out there. People naturally assume that when the leaves start to die off, like they, they are, and, and, you know, it's not very many. Um, you know, there's a lot more green, healthy leaves than there are ones that are dying. They assume that it's blight, but um, it doesn't look like blight to me. Now I've looked a bit closer and uh, referenced on, online. So I'm going, what I'm going to do is just take off the dead ones, the dead bits of leaf, and carry on regardless, I think. See what happens with them. Ooh, it's uh, nearly 12 o'clock. I've got to have a sit down because I've been rushing around here, there, and everywhere, trying to get multiple things done. And this is what I mean about not being able to get one thing, uh, not being able to concentrate sometimes on one thing. So I'll pick the cucumbers, and then I thought, oh, I better go and have a look at the courgettes because you know what they like. They grow like in torpedoes once they get going so picked a bundle of courgettes picked some blueberries found a bird trapped in the in the fruit cage and uh for about two years i could not figure out how birds were getting in the fruit cage um mostly small birds this one was a, a big blackbird but um that's by the by but um I could not figure out how they were getting in and I looked all around the bottom and I, you know, we'd put all new, you know, we'd got wire on it and uh, the top netting was whole, there was no holes in it, it was all entire and I, I could not figure out how they were getting in and then I just stood there looking one day and I thought, God, you pleb Dawn, the wire on the door um, had holes that was big enough for birds to get through, whereas the rest of the wire was small. So I thought, oh. So anyway, I rectified that at the beginning of the year, and so far I've been able to get all the the fruit and that that was in there. But today I walked past and there was a, a blackbird in there, and it clearly couldn't get out. So I have no idea how it got in. Um, but I left the door open for it to get back out again. But so far this year, that's the only one I've seen. Um, anyway, in between all that, I was also doing. Uh, weeding the polytunnel getting most of the stuff out of the way so Shelley can see it and I thought oh, I haven't done the ducks so I'll pop over and get, let the ducks out and pick up the eggs and wash the eggs and put those out and then um, and then I had a message and somebody uh, was reminding me to measure something that they needed measuring ASAP so I have had to stop what I was doing and um, go and do that uh, then it's uh back out to the garden um, to do to do more things and then I'm, I'm thinking all the while there's other things that need doing and this is how it goes all day long so at the minute I'm just like having a sit down and recharge my batteries a minute for five ten minutes before I start going around again but most of this week is going to be trying to get things 
up together so that uh, it's a lot easier for Shelley to be able to see what needs doing. Um, John's got Friday off and he's going to clean out all the the birds on Friday um, so that they'll be all done ready for the week so Shelley doesn't have to worry about that. I mean there will still be plenty to do and I'll still leave her a list of jobs to get done but um, the, the easier they are to do the better it will be. I've got one of the beds out the front needs weeding at some point but the um, the sun's come out now. It's a bit windy still but uh, the sun has come out so um, yeah all these jobs in my head and still I'm aware that there's ironing needs doing to do before I do the packing but that I mean I mostly know what's got to be packed so I can probably leave that right to the last minute won't be too bad but uh, yeah so uh, I'm in a flap really I suppose just as I am sitting here <laughs> I was recording that last bit I can smell smoke now so i'm off on the hunt to see um hopefully some somebody somewhere has got a bonfire um i get a bit paranoid about bonfires or smoke smelling of smoke because uh i actually see what i'm making sure is it's not here it's not us because um when we first came here those years ago I could definitely smell it wafting when we first came here all those years ago um, we had uh, I, don't, I think I talked about it in one of the podcasts we had somebody um, we had a burglary uh, and they stole all the tack uh, we weren't living here then but uh, we had liveries and uh, they stole all the saddles and the bridles and everything else that that you put on a horse um which was devastating for the girls and uh so because we weren't living here we um left one of the lights on in the building to uh just to give the impression that somebody might be about you know I mean, it was a bit after the horse had bolted type thing but you know we felt that we could do that and that would be fine um and <laughs> unbeknownst to us uh, at the time when the house, the interior had been plasterboarded, uh, one of the plasterboard nails had gone straight through a electric cable. And where we left the light on all that time, the cable and the you know the metal uh, nail uh, heated up, and the me- and the cable and the electric cable both heated up and caught fire. And that was in the building, you know, that was in the house. Um, and I got a, me- a frantic few messages and phone calls to say, uh, your house is on fire, the farm's on fire. Um, and I came came down here. I still can't, I'm walking around, I still can't see it, but I can definitely smell it, but it's not us, so that's good. Um, yeah, so I came down here and there were, I think there's something like three fire engines, four police cars, and it was... I think I just collapsed in a heap on the ground. We had, at the time, we had, um, on the back of the building, we had stables. And there was, one of the horses was boxed because it had got, it was recovering from a broken leg. So there was basically, there was nobody here. The horse was in the back there, right next to where the fire was. Um, Luckily, somebody was coming past on their dinner break saw the flames leaping out from the roof and uh, came in, grabbed a hose, called the fire brigade and then called someone else to come and uh, get the horse out of the back. But it was, uh, it was just the most um, frightening and stressful time ever when we, and literally that was, you know, a couple of weeks in. So... so uh, so now, whenever I smell smoke, I uh, get a bit paranoid. And I'm walking around. Oh, I can see, I can see smoke over the road. So that's right. So it's not. It's definitely not us. That's the only thing I, you know, if somebody else wants to light a bonfire, that's fine. And so, when we have bonfires here, um, they are controlled. 
control bonfires. Uh, they are out of the way um, where nothing can really catch fire. There's all the hose on standby. Because um, I, I am paranoid about fire now. It's, it, it does that to you, I suppose, when you've had uh, an experience. I mean, the whole... The building, and luckily we hadn't moved any of our furniture in or anything, but the whole of the side of the building was all burnt out because it is a wooden building, so that's even more reason for paranoia, really, I suppose. Um, burnt out the whole of the side of the building. I'd put new curtains up, they were all blackened with smoke, and it was, and you know, once the fire brigade had come in with their hoses, it was just the biggest mess ever that you'd ever seen. And luckily my brother and his, um, and his son, they shot over and did the most fantastic job of uh, clearing it all up for us and it was but it was soul destroying it was and, and you know we didn't really lose a lot um or anything really but it was just so uh, i can't imagine what it must be like for people who lose everything just uh i just, i just think that's something you you don't get over very easily and it uh, causes a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and a lot of worry and still causes me worry and anxiety when I smell smoke so but uh it's not us it's not us on fire so that's good I'm happy about that I've just done a walk around the garden and I thought I'd just have a look at uh, some of the things down the other end um, the apples some nice apples looking nice on there and uh the pear tree I've had a look at the pears so I've got that dual pear tree and one lot of pears just scabs which is that's exactly what it's done this year the other lot are looking good and I've got uh, another pear tree those pears are looking quite nice on that although they're quite small at the minute but um, hopefully they'll get a bit bigger and I thought I'll just have a quick look at the the squash I've got two lots of squash well I've got squash growing all over the place but one uh, down the back some near the sweet corn and uh, thought I'd just have a look at those and then I'll have a look at the ones behind the big polytunnel and I found the most enormous banana squash I mean it's huge I'm reckoning it's going to be at least about 10 pounds in weight I think and I hadn't spotted it growing there at all there's another one that's about the right size but banana squash are um, if you've not seen one they're like uh, long they're like I suppose they're like they're, I mean, they're long and thin-ish, like courgette shape, but then they swell in the middle. So uh, if you want to read the the blog, I'll stick a photo on there. But this one is enormous, and it's like, if I hadn't spotted it, it would just keep on growing. I mean, it could easily feed a, a small village, I think, um, with soup. But, um, yeah, I actually didn't expect that to be ready, uh, to be grown, because a lot of the squash is only just starting to form because obviously they won't be ready until sort of september so they've still got a lot of growing to do but um yeah this enormous enormous banana squash i have discovered under the foliage this morning which is brilliant <laughs> nearly half past six and i have spent the afternoon sorting out clothes uh, for the holiday Putting them all ready to pack, ironing a few bits and pieces. Um, I've just, I've got the dinner. I had put the dinner on, and then I came outside just to hoe the front bed. It's a bit weedy. To try and keep on top of that. John is at the minute at the back, uh, doing something with the point of lay up there because he said it's absolutely crawling with red mites. So the androlis mite haven't worked at the back there at all. So he's now. Uh, using Vaseline and all sorts of things for preventative. The Vaseline kind of traps them, they stick into it, so... Because uh, it's not nice for the for the hens, trying to get that under a bit of control before we go. The banana squash uh, was a great guesstimate. I guessed around £10, £10.5. In their native uh, environment, they can grow up to £100 in weight, which obviously, you know, you're not going to want that um, on your homegrown plot. Um, you might do if you were putting it in for the giant vegetable competition, but uh, yeah, so that'll feed that'll feed quite a few people. Might make some batches of soup with that. Um, you know, it can be used just like any other squash. T tastes quite similar. It doesn't taste like a banana. That's just the sort of vague shape of it and colour. Um, tastes like squash. It's quite nice, quite sweet. Like butternut squash, I suppose. So yeah, uh, I'm going to get the dinner. 
And then it did rain this afternoon again. It's still not nice. But, uh, I mean, the sun came out for a while. It's come over grey again and it's all cloudy and we did have some spots of rain. But uh, it's ideal conditions for me working um, out in the garden later. So that is what I'm going to be doing after we have had our dinner. Tuesday morning. Um, looks like it's going to be quite a nice day today. It's not wall-to-wall -wall sunshine, but the, um, there is cloud, but when the sun comes through it, it's pretty warm. Uh, so uh, I've just been scooting about doing a few few of the morning bits, um, sorting out the kittens. Two, of the, two more of those are going tonight, so we'll only be left with one, which is Shelley's one, which will stay here another three weeks. Um, while sh this week, then while we're away, then she's away, so then it'll go. Uh, yeah, scooting about, doing the eggs, um, sorting out, see if I can get any more batches of uh, honey for the little shed, because we sell um, honey from a local farm which has gone down really well, which is nice. Um, I've just been thinking about what to, what price to put up the banana squash. Um, I'll have to have a look around. That's not something you can buy readily here in the shops in the UK. So, um, yeah, I have to see. I have to have a scout round a bit more for that. I'm feeling a little less flappy now. Shelley came over last night and we walked through everything um, that needed to be done. We, I mean, she's done it before, but it is, like I said, um, two and a half years now since she last had to do it for us. So uh, just a little walk through to refresh memories and, you know, sometimes routines change a little bit. We've got perhaps chickens in, or birds in different places, um, things like that. So she's made a nice comprehensive three-page list that she will understand, which is good. It means I don't have to do it. Um, yeah, so... I am feeling a lot less flappy today. I know that in the back of my mind there's a few bits that I really need to get sorted. I hoed the uh, the weeds off of the weedy bed at the front last night, so and I'll try and do that again before I go away, it's just just so it's not like a bit of a jungle when I come back. And uh, um, yeah, I've given Shelley a list of well, an idea of some of the jobs that she can get done if she's got time if she doesn't have time doesn't matter it's fine uh, mostly it'll be just looking after the animals picking uh, watering if it gets really hot um, and then whatever else she can see that needs doing really so yeah that's uh so today um oh i did remember a job that i've got to do and i've totally forgotten what it is i'm sure it will come back to me at some point but uh, <laughs> at the minute, I'm just sitting here uh, after the morning rush around and uh, I'll have a cup of coffee and contemplate the rest of my day. I've decided to um, use the tortoises as uh, some sort of weed control in the fruit cage. Um, I couldn't do it while the strawberries were growing because otherwise they'd just eat all the strawberries. But the... Um, strawberries have mostly gone over now we're not getting any more fruits and so I have deposited the tortoises in there to eat off any uh, dandelions thistles and hopefully some bindweed um, I did read somewhere that they eat bindweed uh, so I'm kind of using them as my uh, weed control in there it's uh, it's quite it's secure we've we've had them in there before um, so yeah they're not too chuffed about being picked up and deposited elsewhere and they spend their whole time trying to get out but hopefully in the meantime when they get hungry they will eat the uh eat the weeds keep help keep the weeds down um probably any raspberries that are low down that's fine they can eat those and uh i will have to remember to take them out before we go on holiday that's the only thing <laughs> i'm just walking back to my place i've been for a a walk into the village it's not something I do very often and uh, but one of my one of the a customer dropped some uh, something important um, when they'd come to get eggs uh, I didn't actually realize they lived in the village so I put out a call on social media so he said oh yeah she lives in the village so I walked back up to the village to uh, to drop it off to her 
um, and uh, <laughs> meet some people on the way. I just have stopped and had a chat with my neighbour who's out on her horse at the minute and then a, a lady um, that's lived in the village a very, very long time, a um, very well-respected lady, but uh, unfortunately now she's um, quite elderly, still gets out for a walk with her dog, but she does tend to ask the same questions three or four times, which is really sad. But uh, one thing she did say, which um, which I would wholly agree with, is uh, that the village is not the same anymore. And it's uh, full of people who come at the weekend, uh, if you're lucky, and sometimes they don't come, you know, well, for six months. So, you know, and, and the more houses that go up on the market here, the more they're being sold to people who are not living here full time. They just, you know, come for their weekend or their holiday. And um, I guess it's the same for quite a lot of villages, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's sucking the heart out of villages, um, you know, around the, around the country. It's such a shame because it used to be a... I mean, it's quite funny when you think about it, that years ago, the village would have been... It's quite busy here. Um, the village would have been full of workers, you know, blacksmiths and millers and, you know, those kind of trades, farm workers, farmhands, carters. Uh, all the houses would have been lived in by, you know, uh, work people. And then the bigger houses would have been trade, I suppose, wool trade and farmers and things like that. There's a couple of farm ha- farmhouses. Um, yes, it's it's a shame that uh, you know you can't do a lot about that. But it's uh, I don't know where it will end really. And they tend to come down and, as she said, they shut the village out with a. Uh, with big gates and I've just found the most amazing cherry plum tree while I'm on the way down here so I'm going to pick some of those it's my foraging I knew it was here but I actually might go back and get a bag and buy a bigger pick a big bag full bag full um yeah so it's, it's such a shame how the villages uh villages all over the country have changed over the years and there's not the same community although people still try to keep the community going it's very difficult when it when the community is fractured. Yeah. I had to walk a little way before I could start talking because we have a very steep hill. Very pretty village, very steep hill. Takes you a while to get over walking up that one. But uh, nearly back home now and I'm going to dive in and get a bag and I'm going to come out and pick some cherry plums. That sounded like I was on a main road when I listened back to it. I actually am not. It's <laughs> just a lane. Um, but uh, I, I was very close. You know, there's no pathway. So you have to walk on the road. So um, it, did, it did sound like a, uh, a main road, but it actually isn't. It's just a lane. It's very close. Really horribly close and humid. Um, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I nipped in. Uh, and I grabbed a bag and I went back up there and I picked four pounds of cherry plums in next to about ten minutes. Um, it's absolutely loaded this year. Normally it's not that um, prolific, but this year it's loaded with plums. And uh, I love a forage. Uh, you know, who doesn't love a bit of free food? Um, and I love cherry plums as well. I, I um, We used to have one in my old neighbour's garden years ago and it used to hang over ours and I used to love being able to go up there and get them and uh it's one thing we haven't got here is a cherry plum but uh maybe I should go out and buy a p- cherry plum tree because uh or grow one um delightful little plums they are I did a little bit more foraging this evening I just we just had to pop into town and I knew I had seen uh another cherry plum of a different color so the first one were red cherry plums and the and I knew I'd seen um, some yellow cherry plums down the lane, so I made John drive all the way down there and uh, made him pick a load of 
the yellow cherry plums, which are delicious. And the reason I saw them all is because when when we had that wind last time, it obviously the cherries were near, the, the plums were nearly ready, and um, the wind blew a lot of them off. So there was a lot on the ground, so I could tell exactly where the tree was. <laughs> so, so now I have got um, a good few pounds of uh, of cherry plums, which is delightful. Two different colours made my day. Just having a quick sit down before I crack on again. <clears throat> Whizzed around this morning and uh, done various things, sorting out the cherry plums, um, fed the guinea pigs, done all the water out there, uh, done the cats, the cats, the adult cats bought a baby bunny in for the kitten. We've just got the one kitten now, so yeah, the two went last night. So, um, yeah, the cats have walked in there and there's a dead baby bunny on the floor in the boot room. Lovely. Just what you want first thing in the morning. <laughs> I've put some washing on. I'm having a haircut today, uh, mid-morning. So I just want to scoot around and make sure I'm doing... I've got everything sort of sorted. Um, I've had a COVID test this morning. I've done a lateral flow test. That's negative. I need to do one for John later and then we will do one on Friday and then we get tested um, at the terminal uh, when we get there but I want to make sure that uh, we're not going to drive there for no reason whatsoever um, we are this is one of our my um, this is the, the, the holiday really that John likes to go on so this is a, where we compromise um, greatly and I, don't get me wrong I'm not saying I don't enjoy it and I am much looking forward to this one because it's been a long couple of years uh, so we cruise and uh, so we're going down to Southampton Terminal on Saturday morning to board a ship hopefully as long as we pass our Covid tests <laughs> and um and we will enjoy a week um, relaxing on there. We, the ship is not actually docking anywhere at all this time. It, we are just basically sailing, uh, sailing the sea for seven days, um, which is fine by me. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, hopefully it's uh, it's going to be nice and warm. I can sit in the shade on the ship, or there's air conditioning, so it's not a problem. Um, but is my one. Um, sort of oh, I suppose dip into I, I, I'm I not totally comfortable with it on an ethical basis but um, no we, John loves it um, we've done it for years and uh, oh, I need a holiday so that's what we will be doing yeah so I've got to remember to let the ducks out before I have my hair cut the tortoises uh, are still in the fruit cage they look fine in there oh i've got some blueberries on the stove i'm just simmering that down to make a puree which i will then um you know sieve and freeze in the ice cube trays like i did before and they, they will be used for well anything really but um in my head i, th I think smoothies or get one out when i'm having yogurt for breakfast and uh, just stir that into the yogurt um i've got some cucumbers i've got to try and find something to do with. I've got a stray chicken who should not be down here anywhere near. Chase her back. Yeah, so those are the sort of things I'm going to be doing today. I've got to look up some nice recipes for the cherry plums. Um, Shirley sent me a nice recipe for courgette waffles, actually, yesterday, which I um, looked at them yet, but it looks like a mixture of... Um, grated courgette flour garlic powder onion powder all that kind of thing all the things i've got because i've made um and you basically make a waffle out of them and then you can have like poached egg on on the top for breakfast and stuff so they look absolutely delicious um somebody she knows has made them they look good so i might give those a go because obviously then you freeze them and they're just like breakfast waffles then so that'd be nice um yeah so that's what i'm planning today at some point in the day although it's nice and sunny today so uh, not quite sure how much i'm going to get done outside i need to move the horse's fence still haven't done that yet but uh, we'll get there all in good time 
Oakley Dokley. This one, um, this week roundup goes out tomorrow, which is Thursday um, in the morning. And so this would be my last um, bit of rounding up. Um, today I've mostly spent this afternoon um, getting the last bits of packing. That's all it is really. So it's all done tomorrow. Samantha is coming over. Um, before she takes Mia swimming, she doesn't have the twins because her in-laws have them for the afternoon. So we are going to move the horse um, fencing tomorrow. And the, one of the reasons is Shelley doesn't like horses. Um, she's never dealt with horses. She doesn't know about horses. And so uh, she doesn't want to have to go in with the horses, which is fair enough. And at the minute, she'd have to go in through them to get to some of the chickens. So we're going to move all the fencing tomorrow and shift the horses so that all she has to do is stand the other side of the fence to where they are and uh, fill up and do their water so she doesn't have to have any contact with them at all. Um, John is off on Friday and he will be under my direction <laughs> he will be uh cleaning out a lot of the animals um probably getting the car the last bit, bit sorted fill up with fuel and stuff like that i will be just making sure everything is uh good to leave it really um and that's that so after this one there will be no uh roundup next week um there won't be one until the following week when i come back uh, and if anybody listens to the Monday podcast I will put that out on Saturday morning before I go and the reason is because once you're out at sea the uh, internet connection is either very very expensive or non-existent if you don't pay for it so so uh, it'd be quite nice to have a, a no internet connection really and no phone signal um, just get on with relaxing so thank you very much for listening this week um i hope you have a very enjoyable week while i'm away uh, i hope i have a very enjoyable week i hope we've managed to get on the ship if not you will hear about it next week i'm sure um yeah thanks for listening uh, look out for the saturday morning one this time instead of monday and uh i will talk to you when i get back Bye bye